When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What a 24 hours it has been. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons here with you on Amber and Ian. And boy, oh boy, we have had a lot to unpack over the last 24 hours. We have had a lot of help unpacking it all, Ian. We've been very fortunate in that regard. Still fortunate. Jim Nagy, Executive Director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, coming up on February 3rd. Joining us, also 18-year NFL scout, four-time Super Bowl champ. And a couple of those Super Bowls, Jim, came under Pete Carroll, Bill Belichick. You're also friends with Nick Saban. So I don't know where to start with you. I almost <laughs> want to ask you what is the, let's just, I guess let's just start here of these three guys, this insane breaking news here over the last 24 hours. Like we've never seen in the world of coaching before at the collegiate and professional level, which one was the most surprising news dump to you? Yeah, Amber, good to, good to be on with you guys. Um, I would say Coach Saban would probably be the most surprising. Um, I think everyone's kind of seen, you know, the writing on the wall in New England. Uh, you know, with, with Coach Carroll, I mean, shoot, I mean, that guy with his energy, I mean, I think he could coach another, another 10, 15 years. Uh, but th- I did not see the Coach Saban thing coming at all. I really did not. When, when you go back to, uh, and this is why you're amazing, uh, Jim, I mean, the story time. Let's just go to the pros, and then we'll get to Coach Saban, right? Where your time with Bill Belichick, your time with Pete Carroll. I mean, if you can, just, you know, one story about – let's just start with Belichick, right? He's the most recent. Uh, If you have one story that stands out from a scouting meeting, whatever it may be, that just cracks you up or was intense as hell, what stands out to you when you think about your time with the Patriots and winning Super Bowls? Oh, geez, one story, Ian. I, <laughs> I would say this, you know, with both guys, we, I always say what you see with, with Coach Carroll on, on TV is what you get. You know, sometimes that's not always the case. Um, and with Bill, that's, that's not as true because there's a, there's a side of Coach Belichick that, that uh, and he didn't see it all the time. I mean, it was, he, was, he was, you know, very business. That was a very business-oriented building. Um, that's what I will say, just, you know, contrasting the two men. Very different men, very different cultures very different value systems and how they build teams and what they look for in players. So it was from a scouting perspective, it was a great growth opportunity for me. Um, but, but, you know, every once in a while, coach Belichick would show you a side, a, a lighter side. Um, and, and it always, it, it usually was, came around draft time where he would, where he would sneak upstairs by the draft room. And, and at that point, Scott Pioli ran all the draft meetings, our, our general manager, but Bill would come up and, and when the mood would strike him, when he got going on story time, it was always New York Giants centric at the time, so there, it, and it always went back to a Lawrence Taylor story, which was for me. I'm a, I love the history of football and hearing old stories about players that I grew up, you know, watching was like Lawrence Taylor. It's really cool. Um, so he, that's when he was. That's when he was uh, the most fun to be around. Is when he, he would let his guard down a little bit, and it was outside of the season, and it was draft time, um, and he would let himself go go back and turn the page back on those Giants days. What was your favorite story he told about the great Lawrence Taylor? 
Uh, can we? Is that for? Can we repeat some of this stuff on air? I don't know if that's. Uh, <laughs> if you can dumb it down to PG thirteen, right? How about PG thirteen? We we went this route with Benatari. We'll go this route with you, right? How come both of you, Adam Benatari, said this earlier, it's and you're football. going, well, okay, how, how do we? It's that world. Uh, it's football. Let's go PG thirteen, Jim. Here we go. Come on now. What, what do you got? What, I just don't know if you can tone down the language because the language are what made the stories. Funny, right? Uh, so I don't think there would be this. I don't think the PG thirteen version would be quite as <laughs> quite as funny as is, is Bill's version. I'll leave it. I'll leave it at that. Jim Nagy joining us. Jim, you, you mentioned there you're working on the scouting side, of course, when you're working closely with Bill Belichick. So you're working closely with him in the general manager capacity. I think that gets overlooked here that he was the GM along with him being, of course, the head coach. How is that possible? I'm just going to ask you a very novice question here. How is it possible that Bill Belichick or anybody in the National Football League has enough time to do both? <laughs> Well, it's very hard. It's very hard, and very few guys can pull it off, and you have to have really good people around you. And and in New England, you know, during our time there, I can just speak to our time, and Bill had Scott Pioli. So Scott was a great right-hand man for for Bill and and, and really took care of things on the personnel side until until Bill, you know, got through the season and and could take over. But I I do know that, you know, he set aside a day in the week um, where our scouting assistants – this was back in the the time when there was actual – beta tape where you, there, there's no it's not digitized i mean you had to actually have, physically take a tape out and put it into a machine um our scout our scouting assistants at the time one was brian flores um you know the defensive coordinator of the vikings they would have to put a big bin together of uh of tapes to bring down a bill i want to say his day for college tape was on tuesdays but i will say that the biggest thing from a scouting perspective you always had to be on your toes around coach Belichick because whether it was during training camp out on the practice field or, you know, in the cafeteria, getting lunch one day, like he, you had to be ready. He would come up. I remember he hit, he hit me with a question on a safety from Purdue Bernard Pollard one day, like, you know, Hey Jim, what are your, you know, what do you think about that Pollard kid this summer? And uh, ironically, Bernard Pollard is the guy that, that tore Tom Brady's ACL about two years later um, and, re- you know, the one season Tom missed was because of Bernard Pollard, but he did. He certainly kept your toe, your, your, kept you on your toes as a scout uh, with just random questions. He, they, he expected you to be an expert in your area of, of the country that you scouted. Um, and if you weren't, um, you know, shame on you. So <laughs> there was, there, I'll say this, there was a very high standard in that New England building, and I'm sure all, of, all his former players can speak to that and have spoken to that, and, and it certainly applied to the front office as well. The executive director of the Reese's Senior Bowl, Jim Nagy, four-time Super Bowl champion who was a scout uh, under Bill Belichick and Pete Carroll, also knows Nick Saban extraordinarily well, joining us here on ESPN Radio and Amber and Ian with Amber Wilson on me and Fitzsimmons. And having said all of that now, I mean, both these guys that you you know so well, uh, before we get to Saban, uh, are going to be in, in – unless something crazy happens, they're going to be on another sideline either this year or next year. What's that going to be like for you watching Bill Belichick wearing a sawed off hoodie with a different logo that doesn't say Patriots and Pete Carroll chewing gum on a sideline that doesn't have the Seattle Seahawks logo on it. I can't even, I can't even picture it right now. Ian. I really, I really can. It probably no different than, than the fans. I just can't, Imagine the cutoff hoodie with the BB on the chest underneath the Patriot logo. I mean, that was his – he rocked that about every day. So, no, it's it's certainly going to be strange. I, I do think they're both going to coach again. I think everyone everyone knows Bill's probably going to coach again somewhere. And I, I can't see Coach Carroll not coaching anymore. The guy's got way too much energy. Um, you know, stories about Bill uh, – stories about Pete. I mean, he's 
he, what you see is what you get. He's bouncing off the walls in the, in the facility. He's zooming up and down the hallways on, on scooters. And um, I'll say this about him. Like you truly appreciate uh, the energy of Pete Carroll and it's not put on, it's not for show and just the, the positivity it rubs off on everyone. And I just, I just spoke to one of the guys in the front office in Seattle earlier this afternoon. And, you know, Pete stayed there last night till after six o'clock at night and took like an individual meeting with really anyone that would walk in his door and, and, and wanted to spend time with him before he left. I mean, how many people would do that after being, you know, let go or, or however that whole thing went down? I mean, most people would show up and, and get the heck out of the building, but uh, you know, he stuck around and this individual I spoke to today spent 20 minutes with him, just he and he and Pete talking about their time together. And um, yeah, it's, it's going to be really hard to see both those guys in other places. It's certainly going to be strange. It's funny. I, I asked you which was the most surprising in terms of the breaking news stories. You had said Nick Saban. For me, it was Pete Carroll. And I think in, in part because I just think of Pete Carroll as younger somehow, even though he's 72 as well. But it's that energy that you keep alluding to. So it's surprising to see where we're at with all three of these guys. Let's transition here to Nick Saban, though, because Nick Saban was also he announced his retirement like Pete Carroll. He was still in the building after that retirement announcement, apparently calling recruits today, still helping out Alabama to keep some of those names. You are friends with Nick Saban. What do you think that this is about in terms of the timing of this announcement and Saban retiring now? I, I don't know about the timing. Yeah, I, I really don't. I just know that nobody's earned earned uh, the right to wait, walk away on their own terms more than, than Coach Saban has, that's for sure. Um, and I, again, I can't speak, I can't speak to, to why the decision was made. I haven't spoken to him, um, at all about this. I, I just do know, even from our perspective at the, at the Reese's senior bowl, and we are so attached to the college game and I'm on phone, you know, on the phone with college coaches every day, um, uh, where we're at in college football, uh, it needs to change. And, and, you know, we heard Kirby smart talk about it after the bowl game. And, and a lot of these coaches have touched on it, um, where we're at right now with NIL and portal, um, it's just, it's, 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 you know, for lack of a better term, it's a mess. I mean, it's just kind of, it's kind of chaos and, and uh, not many people, let alone guys that, that have, you know, accomplished what coach Saban has accomplished um, have the energy for it. I mean, I, I can't imagine being, you know, at, at the age that, that, that coach Carroll and coach Belichick and coach Saban are in, in maintaining that, that success and doing it under the climate that we're at today. And I, you know, I, I think that, uh, if it doesn't change quickly, I think we're going to lose a lot of guys out of the profession just because it, it really, in just two years, and I know Ian knows this because he's, he's in tune with all these college guys too, and he's on the sidelines every Saturday, it has changed radically in the last two years. And we're not talking about incremental change. It is radical change across the space in college football. And, uh, and for someone that's been around it for so long and been used to doing it a certain way, and we've seen Coach Saban change and adapt, and that's why he's been so successful. Um, but these last two years have been crazy. And he basically told Reese Davis that earlier today. I mean, and, and Shane Beamer, we had him on last night, head coach of South Carolina. saying so NIL in the portal, there was little doubt in his mind that was part of the reason why Nick Saban said, you know what, I'm out. I, I, I just can't do this anymore. Uh, but, but having said all of that, now you're taking juniors on, man. Your world's changed, Jim. I mean, man, I, you got juniors going to the Senior Bowl. So how, how, are, how are you balancing all of this? Yeah, and don't ask me about a name change, uh, Ian. We've, I'm <laughs> we've not. Been, I'm we've not. been hit up. What do, what, what do you guys call Amber yourselves Mike, now? I'm not going to do uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, no, it, it, no. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm not touching it. I, I'm not going to. 
I'm not going to sit here and complain about it because it, in the end, it's a great thing for us. You know, it, it, we've had a lot of star power on the senior bowl for a long time and, and, uh, and it just ratchets it up. I mean, but it, but it certainly creates more work and, and again, the extra COVID year as well. So the, the, one of the hardest parts this year in our cycle was identifying waiting out the junior thing, you know, right? Like waiting for, to see what, which guys are going to declare. Um, and we've had conversations with the agent community because as we talked off air, all these players have NIL agents now. So, um, and a lot of those guys represent them for their, their NFL contract stuff. So, you know, we laid the groundwork as, as best we could, but we had to wait that out. And then the other part is that extra COVID year. I mean, we're seeing guys return to school at, at an amazing rate. I mean, just think in 2019, so four years ago, um, we hit our max number of junior declarations for the NFL draft. And it was, it was north of 140. Um, last year, that number was about 70. And then uh, the NFL League office pushed out a memo on, on Monday or Tuesday of this week. Um, and, that, and the players still have another week to declare, but that number is 34 players. Um, so again, that, that shows the impact of NIL, um, and, and, and this extra COVID year, I mean, is these kids are going back to school, which, um, to me is never a bad thing, but back to your original question about how it impacts the senior bowl. Um, it just created another layer of, of, uh, another layer of work for sure. That's incredible. 140 juniors declaring in 2019, just to 2024. Now we are down to 34 so far. Anyways, Jim Nagy, executive director of the Reese's senior bowl, four time super bowl champ. Jim, thanks so much for your time. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Amber and Ian is presented by progressive insurance at progressive. They're making things even easier. We'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so that you can save on both. Learn more at progressive.com or at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, some breaking news coming out of Tallahassee in regards to Florida State. Things get even uglier this season for FSU. This is ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. So we had some breaking news 
regarding FSU football. And it has been a controversial season for FSU football. Frankly, things just got worse. Tune into NBA action tonight as the Lakers host the Suns. That is presented by Indeed. Coverage begins right after us at 9.30 p.m. Eastern right here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you here on Amber and Ian. So Florida State has now been penalized by the NCAA for NIL recruiting violations. What does this mean? Apparently, a Florida State, allegedly, a Florida State assistant coach violated the NCAA rules. This is according to the NCAA. When he facilitated an impermissible recruiting contact between a transfer prospect and a booster. That's according to an agreement released by the Division I Committee on Infractions. During this contact, the booster allegedly encouraged the prospect to enroll at Florida State and offered a name, image, and likeness deal as recruiting inducement in order to go to Florida State. The assistant coach then violated ethical contact rules, according to the NCAA, when he provided false or misleading information about his involvement in this arranged meeting. Apparently, basically, this OC from FSU took a recruit to meet with the head of the Booster Collective, the adult that runs the Booster Collective, that, that head of the Booster Collective, allegedly said, hey, we'll pay you $15,000 a month if you come to Florida State. You should come to Florida State. By the way, Ian, that is every university right now across college football. There is video last year of a Texas A&M assistant coach walking recruits onto Kyle Field at Texas A&M at College Station and describing how, you see these suites? You know the money behind these suites? That mon- their money will be in your pocket. What's the difference? None. There ain't none. Here's the difference. This is going they're on coming everywhere. after. This feels like a Florida witch hunt State. toward Florida State because they're, they are right now possibly suing the ACC to try and get right. away from their grant of rights deal. And they went after the college football playoff. Uh, and, you know, the, the, the AG, you know, the Attorney General of Florida uh, went after the college football playoff as well. This just feels like a witch hunt toward Florida State, where every school is doing what you just described. And I'm telling you, Nick Saban retiring yesterday, I promise you that part of this was NIL and the portal. What, what we're, we're talking about right now with Florida State, every school is doing. But why did the NCAA go after Florida State and not everybody else? Because what, what they're describing here, you could throw these same sanctions – at every single Division I school across the country, coast to coast, border to border. Let me go ahead and tell you what those sanctions are. Okay, so the NCAA is saying now that because of that, that FSU is on two years probation. What does that mean? That means scholarship reductions of 5% over the next two academic years. A reduction by seven in official recruiting visits, for this next upcoming football season, a prohibition on recruiting communications for six weeks over the next two academic years. That includes this next week. They're not allowed to talk to recruits, a prohibition on communication with athletes in the transfer portal from April 15th to April 21st. All of this stuff 
puts FSU, <coughs> excuse me, it's behind like, the eight ball. Yeah, but no, it's like hand slaps, right? It, this is more public humiliation. It's like, you know, shame and Game of Thrones than anything else. I mean, it really is. It's a, it's a bunch of little ticky tack stuff, yeah. but it matters. I mean, a financial well, penalty the, but, yeah, the headline matters. of 1%. Of the athletic department's Ooh. budget. There's a reduction of 18 evaluation days this spring. It's a bunch of little, little tacky stuff. The bigger part is the headline. To a it's, the, for it's the headline, right? To any recruit out there in recruiting season right now, which is going on. Dead period's over today. Coaches are on the road. And you see this. It feels like a, a witch hunt toward Florida State because of the attorney general and then the school going, you know what? We're going to sue the ACC for, uh, you know, to get out of our grant of rights. And I'm telling you, Shane Beamer, we talked to him last night, head coach of South Carolina, when we asked him how much is the NIL in the portal world driving guys like Nick Saban away from football, in your opinion, here's what he said. I think a lot. I don't want to speak for him, but it's just it's, it's different. And then I think this is the fact that it's just, uh, I mean, there have been enough people that have talked publicly about the challenges with the portal and and whatnot and and that's real and i think for a guy that uh, has done it for so long at a high level just to see you know the uh maybe the lack of structure that we have in so many things right now in college football uh, i don't want to speak for coach saban but it certainly didn't help i would say i know that man you hear his tone of voice there right and he's a lifer his dad's a legend you know he's a current sec head coach the NIL and portal thing, man, it, it's 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 a pain. And all of a sudden now you get, you're going to throw sanctions down on Florida State where, again, well, already, there's video of a Texas A&M assistant coach last year talking about the same damn thing, yeah. right, to recruit. But Texas A&M didn't just vote to sue That's it. its conference. They didn't vote to right sue the there. SEC. And FSU did on December 22nd voted to sue the ACC to try to challenge this agreement that they're stuck under there uh, until the whatever, 2036 or whatever it is. I don't have it in front of me. Uh, they also aren't going to be able to, allow to, ha- to have the communications with this booster now, who was, again, the head of their booster collective. So an incredibly important booster for FSU. They can't have communications with that booster. They have to disassociate, whatever that means, for three years from that booster. There are sanctions as it applies to the assistant coach that was involved in this as well. It's a bunch of stuff. That makes Mike Norvell's life harder. And Mike Norvell's life is already pretty hard. Not only is the landscape of college football difficult, Ian, but he just went undefeated and couldn't make a college football playoffs because of it. Now he has to navigate this. And Will he be looking way, at other opportunities? He's on the Alabama shortlist by a lot of folks. Alabama right? on the shortlist. And the NCAA just hit up with violations.